Let's do this. What is virtualization? You're going to learn today. Innovate like a startup. Deliver like an enterprise. I hope you're coffeeed up and ready because it's going to be a great day. I know you're going to dig this. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Virtually Speaking Podcast with Pedro Aero and John Nicholson. Good afternoon and welcome to the Virtually Speaking Podcast, episode number 185. My name is Pete Fletcher, a.k.a. Pedro Arrow, and joining me once again is Mr. John Nicholson. John, how you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. i having my caffeine this morning and I grabbed a can of Dr. B and... Dr. B? You know, I feel What's like that? they're... Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm comparing it to my uh, Zevia. And here's the thing. There's no substitution for the real thing of Dr. Pepper. And I feel like, you know, in conversations... I, I, you know, if I'm going to get caffeinated up and I'm going to talk, you got to, you got to work with the real thing. (laughs) Yeah. If you need caffeine, man, you got to go straight to the source, man. There's no sense in getting these diluted versions, right? Exactly. So yeah, man, uh, great conversation this week, uh, pre-recorded. We had a conversation earlier this week with our new CEO, Raghu. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I was, I was actually pretty excited that, uh, we were able to actually snag the very first podcast interview for the new CEO. Pretty cool. Yeah, no, this is this is great that we were able to get first on the schedule. So um, and not just from account of Pete Badgering, but, you know, there was some <laughs> some priority here. So definitely feeling a little special. Yeah, for sure. Always good to hear what's happening at the very top level, uh, you know, uh, and he'll talk about this in the episode. But, yeah, he's had a lot of conversations with customers over 120 uh, and he's been at VMware for a long time. So, I mean, when it comes to the direction of VMware, he's been heavily involved. And uh, it's kind of cool to see him now go from driving that at a lower level to actually being the the man at the helm. So uh, very interesting to hear his take on uh, where VMware needs to be in the next few years. Let's get this started. All right. Well, joining us for the very first time on the Virtually Speaking podcast is VMware's brand new CEO, Raghu. Raghu, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah. So, so you've been at VMware for a while now, since 2003, both as a technologist and as a executive leader. Maybe you can give us a little background about, you know, what you've been doing at VMware. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I joined, um, like you just said, in 2003 as the product manager for ESX Server and Workstation, ESX Server 2.1 and Workstation 4, if I recall. ESX2 was just out at the time. And then since then, I've done a variety of things at VMware, ran out of product management, ran out of product marketing, was the first general manager for our vSphere business, incubated the VDI business, and then incubated all of our manager, I mean, uh, businesses that have become STDC business now, networking, storage, management, et cetera, et cetera. And then the last, uh, 2017, Pat asked, us, asked me to revamp what we were doing on the cloud. So we worked on doing the partnerships with the hyperscalers, um, myself at the time, Carl Eschenbach, and then subsequently Sanjay Poonen. Um, and then more recently, doing this push into Kubernetes and modern applications with the Pivotal acquisition. And uh, so I've been running all of R&D for the last few years as well. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a lot of heavy lifting, and uh, judging by the sling you're wearing, I guess that's how you hurt your arm. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah, too much. Uh, people are twisting my arm too much. <laughs> twisting your arm, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, shoulder surgery, but uh, I prefer the twisting my arm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So I heard recently that you, since you've been CEO, you've had like more than 120 conversations with customers. Is, is that real? Yes. Uh, starting June 1, we keep track of it because there is all the notes that are following the meeting and so on and so forth. So yeah, it was running at about 120 a couple of weeks ago. Wow. So, so what, what's top of mind for customers as it pertains to uh, what, what they want from VMware, what they see, and uh, what, what kind of things do they present to the CEO? Yeah, so what I would say, uh, I mean, it is a tremendous learning experience. Not that I've not been meeting customers before, but it, this gives me a chance to, chance to refresh the conversation. So firstly, customers um, trust VMware. They like what we have done for them, and they like us as a company. Um, it's a great relationship, number one, and they would like us to do more for them. Number two, they're all rapidly adopting what I would call a distributed architecture. They're adopting uh, cloud very rapidly, and it's not just one. I mean, the conventional wisdom is that customers are picking a cloud, putting all their applications, and that's the future of their IT. It's turning out not to be the case. Uh, for most customers, in fact, over 70% of our customers are using two public clouds or more. Mm, yeah. That's what uh, we are finding out. Secondly, they're taking their the applications that they want to modernize and rebuilding them as cloud-native applications, doing that uh, on the cloud first, two or three or three or four such applications that are cloud-native are being built in the public cloud. Um, they continue to revamp the data center and uh, make it a lot more hybrid for use cases such as closing down secondary data centers, DR, you name it. Um, and then thirdly, they're building out the edge, which is very exciting. And um, that's becoming a place where they want to put a lot of new applications because they want to put a lot of robots in their manufacturing shop floors, or they want to have these uh, retail stores that uh, with a lot of cameras and so on and so forth that operate without checkout counters. So they're doing a lot of great innovation in the, in the edge. So that's what uh, I'm finding out, that uh, they're truly becoming distributed in where their applications live, multiple cloud, data center, and the, the edge. And then from the user perspective, just like VMware as a company, remote work is here to stay. For most of these customers, they all say, look, we are not going back to the pre-pandemic way of working. It's going to be a mix of uh, some people coming and working in the office, some people working from home, some people that spend part of the time here versus there. Yeah. So there is a need for a remote work platform that allows employees to be productive and secure and well-managed wherever they are. So these are all some of the things that we see. What are some of the biggest challenges in terms of uh, these distributed applications? You talked about the manufacturing, these edge sites. For these new applications, what's what's slowing down or what are customers doing to push through and get that velocity back of pushing this out? Yeah, so um, when you use the term distributed applications, so I want to be careful in caveating. It's not that one application is put out over multiple parts, right? Though there are examples of that. Um, incidentally, one of our large financial services customer, they went and audited 800 of their applications that are on public cloud, okay? On a single public cloud. And to their shock and surprise, they found none of those 800 applications were entirely just on one cloud. They found many of these applications stretching back on-premise or connecting to services on some other cloud or connecting to SaaS, etc. So there's definitely a lot of that going on. But the way to interpret your distributed application statement is more that the applications are distributed across all of these places. And so some of the usual things that you think about immediately, right? So when I build an application on Azure versus on-premise versus AWS, what are the commonalities and yeah. what are the places that I want to take advantage of what AWS provides or Azure provides? So that's a big challenge for them, okay? 
Secondly, and by the way, the developers cannot have a plethora of talents, right? Because talent shortage is a huge problem, both for developers and IT teams. And they can't be learning all of these different things. Um, the third is uh, um, governance and control. So in a sense, we have this application sprawl all over again, right? Just like the early days of VM sprawl, right? <laughs> what happened when there was VM sprawl? It was all about management and control, right? So IT teams are saying, okay, how do I have some amount of control and governance that allows developers to go as fast as they can without letting the CIO be like held to task with the CEO for saying, hey, what is the resiliency of these applications? What is the SLA of these applications? What is the security of these applications? What is the cost of these applications? So governance, control, management, networking is a big problem. How do you design the network that accommodates all these things? Security is a significant issue. Uh, having a consistent way to run these applications is an issue. All these applications have different architecture. What's yeah. good for an enterprise application that's assuming the infrastructure is going to solve availability problems is very different than a cloud-native applications where they have a different application availability model. So all these things are hitting companies at the same time. So we have a great opportunity as VMware as a company because we solved all of these in the data center, right? Across multiple types of hardware, multiple areas of applications, et cetera. Now we get to do it in a multi-cloud uh, environment. That's why I say we have got a we can build a collection of cloud services that turns out to be a multi-cloud platform. So, so that's that's really what the customers are trying to solve. I think I heard you reference uh, or, or mention that you wanted VMware to be the uh, the Switzerland of multi-cloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, by the way, a customer gave me the term. Most of the things that I say come from customers, by the way. Ah, okay. Not that smart. I just say, oh, that makes a lot of sense. You can take credit. I won't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so here's the deal, right? For many of our customers, and we knew this even in the early days of the data center, they had Dell, they had HP, they had, uh, at that time, IBM, et cetera, et cetera, right? So these days they have Microsoft, they have AWS, they have some cases Google, increasing number of cases Google, they have AliCloud in some cases. Yeah. Of course, they have Dell in the data center, or sometimes they have HP, um, and they have different vendors sometimes at the edge. Um, they have a plethora of networks, so it's really very, very heterogeneous environment. And they don't want somebody to come in and say, hey, I'll solve all your problems for you, but uh, uh, throw out these other technologies and use me in a big way, right? So that's really where the Switzerland appeal comes in. So, so we could do that for them. So the second important trend is customers want to use a lot of open source too, right? And so we can bring a lot of open source to them, especially in the application platform technology areas. So, so that's another reason it's appealing. No, it's it's good to hear that. And it was something that was different when I came to VMware. I, I kind of expected, I guess, a lot more red ocean strategy or just I'm used to seeing tech vendors trying to throw their weight and push each other around. And it, it seems VMware really does try to lean into the partnerships and, and you know, the ecosystem is more than a marketing term of, of helping helping customers solve problems without demanding you sweep everyone else out of the way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. By the way, do people ever call you Jack Nicholson? Uh, it's happened before, so. He's been called worse. <laughs> when did you join the company? Uh, I joined six years ago. It was right, yeah, it was right oh. before the Dell acquisition. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you joined at a good time. So you've, uh, you've seen the growth of our portfolio. And you could, I mean, you can't walk in and say use NSX all the time, forget about Cisco, right? So we, yeah. a lot of our customers use both together. You can't say 
So use uh, uh, our management products, forget about whatever you got, right? So those kind of messages don't work at all, right? So so that's really uh, what we try to do is to say, how do we help provide a framework where customers can plug in the tools that they want and uh, while at the same time enabling them to get the best, their job done, so really. Yeah, John and I have been uh, at VMware about the same amount of time, and it's been interesting to see the company certainly move progressively towards this SaaS model. It seems like this is what people want. I mean, it's it, it, it's definitely different from six years ago. It's it's interesting how quickly that changes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, six years ago, obviously, SaaS was there, but it was mostly at the application level, right? I mean, Salesforce and all, I mean, Workday, et cetera, et cetera. Great companies, great offerings, but what's been a lot more prevalent is all of these technologies that we would consider infrastructure, management, security, et cetera, et cetera, increasingly being delivered in a cloud-delivered fashion, even if the, if the workload and the hardware are on-premise. So that's what we see. And I think that the pace of that adoption will also increase. And it stands to reason because customers say, look, why am I spending all my people's time and energy on managing your software. You manage your software. I want to use your software, right? So so that's that's what's driving it. And uh, uh, that's something that uh, plays to our strengths as well. And the other reason I like it is it allows us to innovate much faster, right? Because in the SaaS, you have future configurations you're managing and you're managing the pace of the updates. You're not waiting for the customer to say, okay, when do I have the skill set and the time to go do that? Um, so, so it's a more equitable division of duties, if you will. And so we can, as a result, bring new innovations to market much faster. That's awesome. It's been fun watching VMC drive so much features and roadmap and things like that from yeah. that regard of um, they they had needs, you know, that other customers shared also, but also, you know, in order to ship certain features with vSAN, the product team I'm on, you know, watching that they're saying, hey, we, we need it to work this way. This is, you know, the way it's going to go forward. So it's, it's also helping kind of pull the company in a customer focused direction. Yeah. And because you can actually observe how customers are using, right? And uh, the feedback is pretty instantaneous. So we can respond uh, much faster. Um, that's why you see the public VMC roadmaps of what are we developing, what are, what is available, what is shipping and all those things. So it makes for a much more collaborative uh, engagement with customers, which I like a lot. Nice. Well, I got to say, everything that you say sounds wonderful. The only thing I'm not a fan of is I have recently heard that you're a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Come on, man. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Who are you I, a fan of? I'm a New York Giants fan, so I don't oh, think we have a ton to to talk about when it comes to, you know, in common when it comes to to goals, if you will. But uh, <laughs> yeah, at least we can take bets, uh, friendly wagers during the season. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Ragu, that's all I've got for you. I really appreciate your time today, uh, and um, we're rooting for you as both VMware fans and employees. We're uh, we're excited to have you uh, at the helm, and uh, best of luck as CEO at VMware. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, we are all rooting for our customers and VMware to be successful, and uh, thanks for doing all the great work, and, and I continue to uh, enjoy your podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Ragu. All right, well, that music tells me it's time to go. And so if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at podcast at vmware.com. You can subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice by searching Virtually Speaking Podcast. You can catch this in all episodes at vspeakingpodcast.com. A big thanks to VMware CEO Ragu for joining us this week. We're back next time, but until then, bye for now.
Enough of this jibber-jabber. <laughs>